This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Deanna Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about prayer, specifically prayer with your spouse. And I just think it's something that people think it's important, but they don't always know how to approach it. And maybe they're a little bit awkward and things like that. So we're going to talk about praying with your spouse. But I also think that if you do not have a spouse, I think this can apply to you in terms of maybe ways to pray with a good friend, someone you trust, someone that you are close to, um, because it's hard to pray with someone maybe that you don't know. And sometimes though, it's harder to pray with people you do know. I think though, there is something about praying with people who you know, and in this case, your spouse or someone very close to you, that it builds a bond between the two of you so that that person really comes to know really what's in your heart, what's in your soul and what your needs are. And so I think it can be a super helpful way to show up for people, to be present to people, and to know that you can be honest, you can be vulnerable, and they are not going to do anything but be there listening and love you. So I think that's super important, and I think that's why it is so helpful to pray, especially with your spouse. A couple of things to think about. So why, why pray with your spouse? Why pray with another person? Well, first of all, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 21, he says, again, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which they are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly father. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And so, of course, we know that when we pray by ourselves, Jesus is, of course, there. But when we pray with someone else, there's that bond, that sense of community. And really, our faith calls us into community. And so prayer with other people, and especially with your spouse, with your family, solidifies that understanding of community. We are created to be in community. We're not created to you know, be lone rangers and solo people. We're meant to be with others. So here are a couple of ideas that I have for you. And again, I'm gonna, a couple of tips. Does not need to be complicated. Does not need a lot of preparation. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be formal. There are not a lot of rules surrounding how to pray with your spouse, except to have an open mind and open heart and to be honest, right? It's not the, uh, the, the externals that are important, but rather the internals, which is really the way it is with most of our Christian life, right? It's what is inside of us that is most important, not what is outside of us. And so I think that's something that's important to remember. You need to do what works for you and for your family in terms of the timing and all of that. And if you have children, Of course, pray with your children, but do not let prayer with your children substitute for prayer with your spouse. I think you can do both. Um, And again, it's not as if I'm suggesting that you spend hours and hours in prayer every day, just some small ways. And I'm going to give you some ideas. So 
The Catholic tradition has many, many, many rote prayers. Those are the prayers that we memorize, that when we say them in common, we say them all the same. So typically, the first one that often comes to mind is the rosary. So it might be that you pray a rosary with your spouse. And maybe you pray it together once a week. Maybe you pray it together every day. Maybe you pray it when you go on a road trip. I don't know what would work for your family, for your, for you and your husband, or you, your spouse if you're a man listening to this. Um, but do what works for you. So a rosary is definitely an option. But that's just one of the, I don't know, maybe thousands of rote prayers that we have in our church. We have numerous novenas. And if you're going through a particular difficulty, you might want to call upon a particular saint and use a novena to that saint, asking for their intercession uh, to help you overcome this specific difficulty, situation, hardship that you're in. So that's, you know, rosaries, novenas. Going to Mass together is praying together. I'm going to say that again. Going to Mass together is praying together because Mass is prayer. It is the great prayer of our church. And so doing that as a couple is very important. And I will say, honestly, now that my husband is a deacon, there are times when I really miss that he is not sitting next to me. Um, and so well, like when we go on vacation and he's not serving at mass and he's with me, I really like that. I like having him there next to me. Um, I mean, of course, I, I understand that he's in service to God, but I'm allowed to miss him. Uh, and so I do sometimes. And But again, Mass. Go to Mass with your husband. Go to Mass with your wife. Um, go to Eucharistic adoration together. So that's an interesting concept, right? So you go to Eucharistic adoration, and it's pretty much silent because you're not there to talk to each other. You're there to talk to the Lord and to listen to him. But you're doing it together. And I think that can be very unifying, especially if you go in and say, let's pray about this problem that we're having with our child, or let's pray about whether or not we should move. So you go in with the same intention, and then you listen, you pray and you listen. So you're doing it together, even though you're not articulating prayers out loud. So all those rope prayers are very good, very important. Another type of prayer that I think is really important is intercessory prayer. So, you know, through the day and through the week, oftentimes people will say, oh, please pray for this and such, or someone dies and you want to pray for the repose of their soul, or someone gets sick and you want to pray for them. And so it's nice at the end of the day, uh, you know, before you go to sleep is to pray, to intercede for those people who've asked for your prayers. And one of the things my husband always does is he always says this. He says, and I pray for all those who have no one to pray for them. I think that is so important that we pray not only for the intentions that are known to us and the people who are known to us, but for what is unknown to us. And those are taken to Jesus and he uses those prayers and those intercessions to alleviate suffering in the world. We know that he does that. Another part of that intercessory prayer should also be prayers of thanksgiving and prayers of gratitude, which is, again, a huge facet of praying that we don't often think about. 
oftentimes we go to the Lord with our laundry list. I need this fixed. It's like it's like a honeydew list, only it's for Jesus, right? It's like the honeydew prayer list. That's not good. That's not good. Have gratitude, right? And then ask for what we need. But again, you can do that together with your spouse. It doesn't have to be super long. And then maybe close with uh, an Our Father or a Hail Mary, whatever you are comfortable doing together. Another thing that is a great thing to do is to pray with scriptures. And uh, one way is to, every weekend before you go to Mass for the weekend, is to read the upcoming scriptures together and answer just a simple question. What do these say to me right now? What are these saying to me right now? You don't need to get any big books and do some long, I'm going to use a big word, biblical exegesis. That's not what we're talking about. What strikes you in those scriptures? What moves you? What makes you think? So that's something else that you can do. So that's another way to pray with your spouse. Then the other thing, and I'm actually going to drop a link to an article I wrote uh, for Catholic Mom oh, a couple of months ago now about praying very specifically with and for your spouse. It's super simple because in the morning, I only look like I'm awake. Yeah, I walk, I talk, but my brain doesn't function very well. But I can pray because that sort of comes from a different place. And so I will with my husband, we will stand next to each other, hold hands usually, and quietly just pray for whatever is going on with the other person for the day ahead. So my husband is a teacher. So if it's bad weather, for example, and he has a meeting, I might, and, and a parent meeting, I might say something like this, Lord, please keep John safe in his travels. I pray that his meeting goes well and doesn't go over so he has time to get to class when he needs to and that when the parents come in for their meeting, they come in with an open mind and they all can listen to each other and resolve the problem that needs to be resolved. And then he will say something for me about my day. If I have a writing project, you know, that he hopes my writing project goes well or if I'm watching our grandson, that I have a fun day without any problems with him, whatever it is. That's it. Then we give each other a hug. We give each other a kiss goodbye. He leaves. I don't even think it takes five minutes, but it says that we know that there are things that go on in each other's lives that really don't have anything to do with each other, right? But we're aware of them and we want them to go well. We want our spouse to have a pleasant day when they go off or if they're staying home, whatever the situation is, we want them to have a good day, a pleasant day, and we want to bless their day. And so as a couple, you know, giving that is honoring the other person. And I think it's just a nice way to send your spouse off, you know, or to separate, um, even if if it's a situation where you're both working from home, but you work in different rooms, right? Just whatever the situation is, it's a nice way to start the day. And again, does not have to be long, does not have to be complicated. I think sometimes we think that there are lots of rules about prayer. Oh, I I have to have a book in front of me. Um, I need to pray this specific prayer at this specific time. And if I do it wrong, something bad's going to happen. That really is not the case. When we have a heart that wants to please God and we go to him in prayer in humility and with with 
the thought that he wants to hear from us, then whatever prayer we have is a good prayer. It doesn't matter how long or short. It doesn't matter if we are always grammatically correct. It doesn't matter how awake or asleep we are. It all works. And I will tell you, talking about being asleep, sometimes at night we typically will pray, typically when we're in bed, just about we're about ready to fall asleep. And there have been nights where the next morning I will be asked, did, did you hear what I said last night? Did you hear what I prayed about? Because you seemed like you were asleep. And I was like, yeah, sorry, honey, I was asleep. But that's okay. You know, I was tired and I fell asleep. It wasn't because I didn't care. So I think you have to give each other latitude and you have to offer each other the same grace that God offers us. You have to offer to each other. And so by praying with your spouse, you come to know too the desires of their heart. And it's very intimate. You know, if you think about who are you most intimate, intimate with, it's your spouse. And prayer then just puts another layer of intimacy between the two of you that only is going to help you grow in your relationship. You know, and what I have found too is that let's say there's just some tension going on. I don't know about you. I've been married almost 38 years. And so sometimes there's tension. I don't know. Who can explain it? Um, at any rate, oftentimes just by just these small ways of praying that we do together, the tension dissipates or somehow is resolved or, and this happens quite a bit, honestly, I realize I'm not being as kind or as gentle or as loving as I ought to be. And again, it's not as if in prayer, you know, this is not the way to pray. I hope Deanna has a good day and she learns that she shouldn't yell at me when I leave my dirty socks on the floor. No, that's, that's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about, right? Uh, we want the kinds of prayers that lift people up. And even those prayers then often make you think, am I living the best way? Am I serving this person who God has put in my life in the best way? Am I loving them the best way? And so those are all things that happen when you have a prayer life. Jesus gently nudges you toward being better. Just gently nudges you toward being better. And I think when you pray with your spouse, then you are both gently nudged toward being better by Jesus and for each other. And I think that can do nothing but help your marriage, honestly. So those are some ways that you can pray. So I'll quickly recap for you. You can do rote prayers. There are prayers of intercession and thanksgiving and gratitude. You can pray with scriptures. And then you can pray specifically for each other, either at the start or the end of the day, whatever is comfortable for you. So I hope you will try some of these. Let me know how they go, and I hope they go well. And that, my friends, will actually be our Not Lukewarm Challenge for the, this week, because what would a Not Lukewarm podcast be without a Not Lukewarm Challenge? Pray somehow with your spouse. And if you do not have a spouse, pray with someone you are close to in a way that will give you that community that we are called to. So that's your not lukewarm challenge this week is to pray with your spouse or someone close to you to build each other up, to grow closer to each other, to grow closer to God. 
And if learning more about prayer is something that interests you, I am actually going to be hosting a four-day webinar series, uh, Four Different Ways to Pray with Scripture, and there's no charge for this, and I will drop a link in the show notes that you can uh, sign up for that. And if you're interested, you could always check out the livenotlukewarm.com website, and all the information would be on there as well. So again, have a great week. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.